Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, we're having a giveaway in honor of a year of scriptural study. And since we are so happy to hear our listeners participate in our scriptural study, we are giving away a CIFA Bible worth $110 plus tax. This giveaway is open to all listeners and the requirements to enter are to send me an email at, this is one word, cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. Number one, introduce yourself. Number two, let me know how I'm doing. And number three, tell me how you are benefiting from this program. You can be as short or as detailed as you want. And you can also enter more than once. The winner of the drawing will be announced on June 18th, 2022. That's the Saturday. Thank you for being a part of our platform and good luck. Hello everyone and welcome back. Today is the Sabbath, the 4th of June. I hope everyone had a good week. We're gonna get down to business. Um, I have a daily announcement, which um, I usually have. So we're on three platforms, um, Apple, Podcast, Spotify, and Anchor. Soon to be um, extending as soon as I figure out which ones. would be more beneficial. Under the scriptural cliff note sessions, um, we are having a Bible giveaway in commemoration. (laughs) That's a tongue twister for me. Commemoration of the year of doing um, live uploads of the scriptural podcast um, on, this platform. And in order to win that C for Bible, um, you can email me at cliffnote, one word, cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. Introduce yourself. um, Let me know how I'm doing and tell me a little bit about how the platform is transforming you and you will be um, entered to win that Bible. That's $110 plus tax and um, delivery fees. It'll probably be 115, 120, something like that. Um, It's a very um, comprehensive CIFR, a lot of books in it, more than a Bible. Um, Some of those books that I've already uploaded and it's just a really great piece to have in your home. You know, you can uh, compare it to your, King James or your Amplified. It's just a really good piece to have for your own library. 
Okay. Um, we are still in Deuteronomy, which we are moving along steadily. Um, we are in, excuse me. Uh, Deuteronomy chapters 20 and 21. I hope I'm not muffled. 20 and 21 we're doing and uh, we're moving along steadily. Now, as you know, um, since we only doing two um, chapters in this um, book uh, every Sabbath, you can actually get your Bible and go along with me. Now, as always, I always write it down in the Sefer and then I have a amplified to give you information about what the Sefer says. Because remember, they um, the translation will make it a, a different word, which actually can change it altogether. So that's why I try to um, get everything together so that um, we can be really informed of what these scriptures really say. Now, Deuteronomy 9, this is um, Deuteronomy, um, let's outline nine. We are still in the explanation of the civil laws. However, it stops at 20. And right now we're doing 20 and 21. So we're going, I'm going to um, number two, and it says explanation of civil laws. And this is, this was from chapter 16 to 2020. And I'm going to explain that. And then we're going to move on. We're going to move on to, um, Number three, the explanation of the social laws. I already told you there's 613 laws and the most high, everything the most high said is a law, a statute, a precept or command. We will get to understand that thoroughly as we continue to move on with these scriptures because everything that the most high says is a law, a statute, a precept and command. Um, so just know that. And um, like I said, we're on um, explanation of civil laws and that's um, M, okay? So um, we're gonna read through it, okay? And I'm, like I said, I have the CFER and I also have the um, Amplified. So we're gonna start, okay? When you go out to battle, remember this is Moses still saying to the congregation, these various laws. And remember, the Most High is drilling these laws into the congregation's heads so that they could pass these laws down because they're very important. Write them on your door, uh, write them in your home, teach your children. That's what you're supposed to do. That is a command of the Most High. We understand that. So we're going to start. Um, chapter 20, verse 1. When you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and the people more than you, be not afraid of them. For Yahuwah Elioha is with you, which brought you up out of the land of Mizraim. Now, we already just, um, spoke about Mizraim being bondage. We understand that, okay? And now I'm going to introduce you to, oh, no, I'm going to uh, let me just keep moving. Okay, verse 2. And it shall be when you are come nigh. Now, when I start speaking like this, remember, this is this was a translation um, from the original scriptures. Now, you know, back in the days, um, in biblical times, they had a different 
um, tongue than us. When I mean tongue, I don't mean language because obviously there was a different language or else it wouldn't have been transcribed in different ways. It was a different way of speaking. So when I speak like this, I'm not making a mistake. I am, this is how they were speaking. This is how it was translated. Okay, not unless I make a mistake and I say, oh, excuse me. <laughs> okay, so I'm back on verse two. And it shall be when you are come nigh unto the battle that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people. Now, I already told you that since the children of Israel did not want to hear the Most High speak, the Most High said, this is last week when we discussed this, that he's going to send a prophet. I also told you that the prophet, without the, nobody does anything without the prophet. Because like I said, since the children of Israel did not want to um, hear from the Most High directly, they wanted a king. And the Most High said, well, you are going to be speaking. I am going to be speaking to you, but not directly anymore. I'm going to be speaking to you through the prophet. So as I said, the children of Israel didn't move without a prophet. Just like they're in the um, wilderness now, they didn't move without the Most High. So now that they don't want the most high there, they want a king, a fleshly king, like everybody else. They want to be like everybody else. This is the problem. Because all the heathen nations had kings. So the children of Israel want a king too. When they had the most high, they don't want the most high. They want a king. And most high said, okay, so now you want a fleshly king. He's going to run y'all in the ground. And he is. He didn't come yet. But yes, he will be doing all of that. <laughs> From the beginning, the children of Israel was hard-headed. They were stiff-necked. They didn't listen. They stupid. They always falling behind people. You know who the children of Israel are. Mm -hmm. They want to be everywhere. They want to be just like everybody else. Oh, we want to be just like y'all. Uh-huh. We want to be in your neighborhood. We want to do this. We want to do that when you shouldn't be. This was the most I said. Okay, you want that? All right, I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to watch you fall on your face. Verse 3. And shall say unto them, hear, O Israel, ye approach this day into battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint, fear not, and don't tremble. Neither be ye terrified because of them. For Yahuwah Eliohikem, I'm going to tell you what that means in a minute, is he that goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to serve you. Now, when I say um, Yahuwah Elioha Ka or Elioha Kem, these are more like um, pronouns and verbs. Um, people always say, oh, um, and I'll use the word God, even though the Most High is not God. God goes by many names. Jehovah, this, that, that, that. No, it's not. If you really look up those names that all these religions um, say, what they don't understand, remember, this is a different language. Um, and even today, say like you learn Spanish, the way that Americans speak, they take little pieces of information from everybody. That's the American language. It's like a quilt. Uh, they take little pieces and little words from everybody's language and they put it together. That's how American language is, bits and parts of other people's language. Okay, so um, the um, languages of other people in the world, it's been their languages forever. So their verbs, pronouns, um, consonants, um, the way they write, um, most of them write from right to left, 
we write from left to right. We do everything backwards. We do, United States. Um, like I said, the verbs, the pronouns, um, the uh, verbs, adjectives, they are all different from everybody else's. So when um, these words like Eliohaka or Eliohakem, these are um, adjectives. Um, and what it means, Eliohaka means um, the most high Yah or um, their Yah or his Yah, her Yah, like that. That's what it is. So when it changes like that, it's a it's an adjective, meaning it's I'm your yah or his yah, like that. Um, um, well, that's not a verb. Um, either it's an action word or it's an adjective. What the person is doing, or a pronoun, or it's always a noun. So um, understand if you ever. Um, well, I know everybody who went to school <laughs> took English and um, grammar. So you understand um, how these names work. They don't work like American English and they may not work like um, different people in different countries um, language go, but this is how it works in Paleo Hebrew. So when I say these different names, it, he, he's either doing something or he's doing something for his children or something like that. That's that's what makes the name change. And that doesn't, um, that doesn't mean it's a different name, okay? It doesn't mean it's a different name. It's just like the grammar, think of the grammar in um, regular English, okay? Like I'm running, um, I'm sitting. Am I a different person? Is the person who I'm saying I'm, am I a different name? No, I'm doing something else or, um, um, I'm running, I'm sitting, I have this, or I have that. I'm not, I never changed. I'm just doing different things. Either I'm moving or I'm possessing or something like that. And that's how it is. Okay, so um, Yahuwah Elio, hey Kim means the most high there, Yah. Just to let you know. Okay, um, verse five. And the officer shall speak unto the people saying, what man is there that has built a new home and has not dedicated it? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in battle and another man dedicate it. Now, the most high is a loving yah, no matter what. Even when he sent his children off to war. Now, what does that mean? Because I'm going to keep going because there's certain people that's not, um, that don't have to go to war. Okay, there's certain um, men that don't have to go to war. And these, there's three instances of men that don't have to go to war. Now think about the wars now. Now they just recruiting anybody to war. And some, some of it is understandable and some of them is just downright ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, think about all the wars in the world. Who's fighting the wars? What are the circumstances of the war? I know all is fair in love and war. And that's a, that's a saying in the United States, all is fair in love and war. And in war, all is fair. But who made that law? Because the most high is clearly, 
saying here with verse five, six, and seven, those men, first of all, it's always men, those men of a certain age, under certain circumstances, then verse five, verse six, and verse seven of um, chapter 20, certain men don't have to go to war. And I need you to understand that because when we keep moving on and we get to King David, King David sins under these laws that I'm getting ready to tell you right now, he sins. So understand that. And I'm going to read it again. Verse five, we're on chapter 25. And the officers, remember, there's always um, uh, a chain of command. The officers have, you know, they, they the um, officers of 20 people behind them or 50 people behind them. And that's how it is. So, um, I'll read it again. And the officers shall speak unto the people that's going to war, saying, This man is there that has, excuse me, what man is there that has built a new house and has not dedicated? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in battle and another man dedicated. I'm going to explain it in a minute. Let me just read it all. Verse six, and what man is he that has planted a vineyard and has not yet eaten of it? Let him also go and return unto his house, lest he die in the battle and another man eat it. Verse seven, and what man is there that has betrothed a woman and has not taken her? Let him go and return unto his house, lest he die in the battle and another man take her. Now, what does that mean? That means that the most high is merciful to those people who just got stuff. The first one in verse five says, um, he just built a new house. This is something new to him. He never experienced that. The most high wants somebody experienced, okay, to go fight in the war. If you never had a house before, you never um, experienced doing this new thing that feels good that the most high bless you with, let that person go and enjoy whatever it is because there'll be more wars to follow. Um, to follow that he can join in. Okay, verse six, it says, did he just plant a new vineyard? Did he just plant a new field? And he toiled and did everything he needed to do. He really worked hard because that's hard work. Okay, doing your, your fields and your land and all that, that is hard toiling work. Remember, this is back in biblical days. They didn't have all them tools like that. So he really put um, himself into building this um, this garden and um, building it up so that he can enjoy it. And the Most High said, well, let him enjoy it. And um, verse seven, this man, this particular man or man, whoever it is that just got married to somebody, enjoy your wife. Go enjoy your wife. Now I want you to think about today's um, wars. And I'm not talking about today itself. I'm talking about World War One, World War Two, World War Three, Vietnam, um, Korean War, whatever. Um, and the war with Japan. Think about those wars. They didn't care who they picked. If the United States was involved, you going. I don't care if you're the only son of 15 daughters and you're not supposed to, that's supposed to be a law, but they were still taking people of color that was the only sons and whatever and putting them on the front, front line. That's what they was doing. Okay, history is something else for um, melanated people. This history, Eurocentric history is something else. Okay, now I'm on verse eight. 
and the officer shall speak further into the people and they shall say what man is there that is fearful and faint-hearted let him go and return into his house lest his brethren's heart faint as well as his heart now that is also important verse eight simply because you're recruiting people that scared the fight if they scared the fight then the morale on the front line is going to be iffy there's nothing worse than going into a land to fight somebody and get rid of them especially like the most i said and you got a bunch of people that's scared as i don't know what get them out of here get them out of here like i said it's nothing like today's wars or yesteryear's wars not biblical time wars i'm talking about world war one world war two it's nothing like because a lot of them were scared i mean there was a lot of them that wasn't scared and they wanted to go to war but there was a lot of them that was afraid and you don't you it's not good to be somewhere and iffy because you don't know what that person is going to do. You can't pinpoint that person. He is um, unpredictable. And nobody wants that. So the most I said, whoever's like that, get him out of here. Okay, verse nine. And it shall be when the officers have made an end of speaking unto the people that they shall make captains of the armies to lead the people. Remember, um it was almost a million people in the uh, wilderness um and this is men women and children but it was predominantly men now remember the um the people who's going to war is 20 and up okay um who's going to war okay um this is of yasharel when you come nigh into the city when you come close to the city to fight against it then proclaim peace about it now i know you're saying what they can ready to go to war and the most high is saying proclaim peace i'm gonna read it from the um the um amplified and it says verse nine and it shall be when the officers have finished speaking to the soldiers they shall appoint commanders of the armies over them verse 10 when you advance to a city to fight against it, you shall first offer it terms of peace. That's what that means, okay? Proclaim peace, meaning, do you wanna be um, peaceful? You know, uh, are you willing to give up your land? And um, remember, they have to fight the, the several um, areas surrounding Canaan. Remember, there was several lands that surrounded Canaan and the children of Israel is going to invade all those lands and Canaan to get the people out of there. But if these people are willing to be peaceful and coexist, then that's what the Most High will say first. He, he wants Canaan, but those surrounded lands, if those people are willing to be um, coexistent with um, Yasharel that's getting ready to take over, then that's fine. But if not, this is verse 11. And it shall be if you make um, an answer of peace and open unto you, then it shall be that all the people that is found there shall be tributaries unto you and they shall serve you. I'm going to keep reading, then I'll go to the Amplified. And if you make no peace, and if they make no peace with you, 
but will make war against you, then you shall besiege it. Verse 13. And when Yahuwah Elioha Ka has delivered it unto you, into your hands, you shall smite every male thereof with the edge of the sword. Now I'm going to read it in the Amplified, starting at verse 9. Oh, I'm sorry, starting at verse 11. If the city accepts your terms of peace and opens its gates to you, then all of the people who are found in it shall become your laborers, okay, and shall serve you. Now, tributaries and laborers, two different things. Tributaries is um, often tribute to you just um being under you it doesn't necessarily mean they're your slaves or forced false labor but what it means is um that you may have to give them um 10 or 20 of whatever it is or maybe 50 of whatever it is that you have to be tributary because they um now own the land it's like paying rent but here in the amplified baby Bible, it says false labor. You see how terms get convoluted? So I would say more tributary because that's what they said. If I'm giving you a tribute, that means I'm giving you something. It may be 50%, maybe 60%, but I'm not your false, false labor. If I don't want to be here, then I'm going to leave. But here in the Amplifies is basically saying forced labor. What is forced labor? That's somebody who's a slave. I'm making you do it. But it doesn't say that. It doesn't indicate that in the Sefer. And this is what I mean about words changing. Understand that. That's why, you know, sometimes you got to have more than one Bible because you see these American Bibles and all these um, New King James and Amplified and all that. They're using their own word, what they think it is. Understand the individual who's doing the translation and what they thinking about um, trib what tributary means. I mean, I could be tributary to um, my landlord, even though I don't have a landlord, um, my landlord and every month, everybody's tributary to their landlord. You got to pay your landlord or you got to pay your mortgage. But if I didn't want to pay that mortgage, I would sell this house or I would leave. Does it mean I'm forced labor? No. And I mean forced F-O-R-C-E-D because I know I have a little New York accent. So understand that. Now I'm on 12. However, if it does not make peace with you, meaning the land that you're trying to make peace with them, you're asking them, do you know, you want to, do you want to live here willingly and you be a tributary to us? And if they don't want that, then number 12. However, if it does not, if, the, if those people don't make peace with you, but make war against you, then you shall lay siege to it. Understand that the most I say, y'all going to win no matter what. You see what he's saying? You're going to win. But see if you want to make peace first with these people. If people want to make peace, because remember, the most High did this before the foundation of the world. So he understands that some people do want peace. And not everybody wants war. Not everybody's a warmonger. Verse 13. Um, um, when the most high, your Elohim, go, gives it unto your hand, you shall strike down all the men in it with the edge of the sword. Now, now we're going to get a little tricky. We're on a verse 14. Now, I want you to think of Deuteronomy 17, 17, when I get ready to say this. Now, Deuteronomy 17, 17 means don't have more than one wife, simply because those wives who you're going to get 
is going to turn you against me. Because having more wives and more and more and more becomes idolatrous. Because first of all, you're being greedy and self-centered. Me, 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 me. I'm going to have all these wives. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then you get to do whatever you want to with them. So what does that make you? Narcissistic. It makes you, and that's a new word because you know it wasn't a biblical word, but it's very self-centered and you become the Lord of these women. So that's idolatrous. This is why. And I don't want people to get um, another thought in their head, meaning, oh, uh, you know, the Bible's contradictory. No, for those who understand the Bible and understand the Sifa, the good news of the Most High and the history, because the Old Testament is the history of the children of Israel. Understand the history and what the Most High is saying. Anything, any, um, too much of anything is not good. Too much of anything, even air. You got too much air in your lungs, you could die. Too much of anything is no good. And it turns into something else. So I need you to understand that because I'm getting ready to read this and I don't want everybody to be like, wait a minute. So think of Deuteronomy 17, 17 when I say this. And it says in Deuteronomy 17, 17, don't have too many wives because it's, it's gonna, um, they're going to turn you against me. It becomes idolatrous after a while because all you in it for is the women. And I, I'm, I'm going to put a pin in that for one second. I'm going to talk about relationships later on, all kinds of relationships, even these polygamists and all these other relationships about men and women. And, and, and I'm, a, I'm going to get on people's behind. I'm, I am. Mm -hmm. I am. Because enough is enough. Anyway, back to 14. And it says, chapter 20, verse 14. But the women and the little ones and the cattle and all that is in the city, even all the spoil thereof, shall you take unto yourself and you shall eat the spoil of your enemies, which Yahuwah Elioha has given you. Now, let me just keep going until 17. Thus shall you do unto all the cities, seven, there were several cities surrounding Canaan, which are very far off from you, which are not of the cities of these nations. Verse 16. But of the cities of these people, which Yahuwah Eliohaka gives you for an inheritance, you shall save alive nothing that breathes. Now, the Most High saying the surrounding cities, when you get into Canaan, you're trying to get into Canaan to seize it. There's several cities around Canaan and the surrounding areas. You're going to have to go through them first before you get to Canaan. So while you're fighting, now just think about this. Think about that. I want you to really think about this. The nation of Israel, the men between 20 and up is going to fight. Now, remember, I'm setting the scene for you. Remember, in biblical days, you lived into the hundreds, 200, 300, 400. Adam lived 930 years old, okay? But he didn't live a day according to the most high because a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years a day. So... These people's two and 300 years old and they like today's 30s and 40 year olds. So they got stamina. Imagine them going to, I want to say 20, 30, 40 cities before you get to Canaan and wiping them out. Now listen to what the Most High says. He says, when you get into the, when you get to those cities, if there's women there and cattle, before you get to 
Canaan, because remember, Canaan and all of them surrounding cities is full of devils. So you got to get to those other cities first. You in the desert, you got to get to those cities first. When you get to those cities in the surrounding areas, when you take them cities down and there's flocks and women, then you could keep that. You could keep that for yourself, okay? All right? When you, and when you get, those are the cities that's far off of Canaan. Once you get closer into Canaan and you take all them people down, then he wants you to kill everything that breathes. Man, woman, child, goat, pig, whatever they got in there, chicken, gopher, they want you to take, the most I want you to take everything down. The closer you get to Canaan, take them down simply because they rule by devils. That's why way far off surrounding cities, yeah, you keep the cattle, you know, you might see a woman or whatever, you can take her and he um, is going to go in more into that later. But, um, you know, keep the cattle and all of that. But those, once you get closer to the surrounding cities and in Canaan, kill everything dead. Why? Because they sacrifice to devils. That's why. I don't want people to get confused and go, first he said, don't um, use it. Because in Leviticus, the most I said, don't sacrifice anything to me that's not yours. And now he's saying, um, you could keep uh, the animals for yourself in the surrounding areas, not the surrounding ones of Canaan, the surrounding surrounding, because they didn't get nowhere near Canaan yet. So the difference is, they're not sacrificing no animals to the Most High. They're eating them themselves. They already understand what their diets are. So there's no need to tell them that. And, and somebody with common sense, which common sense is spiritual discernment. A lot of people don't have common sense. The average person who understands what's going on, I would say, knows that these animals, that somebody else's will never be sacrificed to the Most High. That's what the most I said. That's number one, because people get confused and dumbfounded. Those are the ones that don't know no better, number one. And number two, they're not of the most high. It's either one or the other. Like I said, they're not sacrificing anything that somebody else is to the most high. That's number one. And number two, when they get closer to where the devil's children and followers are, they're going to kill everything that moves. Understand that. We just said that from verse 14 to verse uh, 16. Now we're on verse 17. But you shall utterly destroy them. These are the ones when you get into the closer um, cities of Canaan and in Canaan. You shall utterly destroy them. Everything around Canaan and um, in, in Canaan. Now, these are the names. The I'm going to say the original names, which they're hard to pronounce. So forgive me. I'm going to say the original names. Then I'm going to read them from the Amplified Bible. These are the original names. Verse 17. But you shall utterly destroy these nations, them, namely, the Chittim, the Amorim, the Canaanim, and the Perizzium, the Shivayim, C-H-I-V-V-I-Y-M, and the Yivayim, Y-E-V-U-A-Y-M, as Yahuwah, your L has commanded you. Now I'm going to go to verse 17 in the Amplified, and I'm going to tell you which cities the Most High wants you to eradicate them because they worship devils. 
Now it says verse 17 in the Amplified, but you shall utterly destroy them, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite, which you already know wasn't no Jabes, I already told you the original name, just as the Most High, your Elohim has commanded you. So these are the ones that you need to destroy utterly. Don't leave nothing. Okay, now we are verse 18. And they teach you not to do after, excuse me, that they teach you not to do after all their abominations, which they have done until the gods, their gods, so should ye sin against Yahuwah Yael. Now, I'm going to read it in the amplifier. It says, so that they will not teach you to act in accordance with all their detestable practices, which they have done in worship and service for their gods. And in this way, cause you to sin against the most high your L. So that's why you destroy everything. Don't give nobody a chance to do that. Don't give nobody temptation to sin. That's why the most high want everything crushed. Verse 19. When you shall besiege a city a long time in making war against it to take it, you shall not destroy the trees thereof by forcing an axe against them, for you may eat of them and you shall not cut them down. Those are the trees that uh, provide food. To employ them in the siege, verse 20, only the trees which you know that they be not trees for meat, meaning food, you shall destroy and cut them down and you shall build bulwarks. What does bulwark, bulwark mean? It's B-U-L-W-A-R-K, bulwarks. That means um, like a wall. It's a, a solid wall-like structure raised in defense, like a wall. So um, you shall uh, build that wall with those trees that don't provide food um, against the city that makes war with you until it be subdued. So I'm going to read it in the Amplified. And it says, 18, so that they will not teach you to act in, I already said that, 19, when you besiege the city for a long time, making war against it, in order to capture it, you shall not destroy the fruit bearing trees by swinging an axe against it for you may eat from them and you shall not cut them down for is the tree of the field a man it should that it should besiege destroy be destroyed by you the most high saying is it a man that you should destroy it why should you go and destroy the tree for nothing and i want you to think about that because who's destroying everything Think about today, all the things that the Most High is saying don't do. Think about what's being done today. A lot of those things being done today. And why? Because the devil has followers and children, and they do everything against the word of the Most High. Now, whether people, human beings, follow the word of the Most High, it doesn't matter. Because the devil and the devils, know the word of the most high remember they was here before us the devils know the word of the most high and what they do is for their children and their followers they give them um, temptation and uh, remember 
the battlefield is of the mind. So they give them thoughts and feelings, throwing thoughts and feelings to their children and their followers to do these things. Now, to the average person, they don't think it's anything. Oh, they take it down trees because they need to build more housing for other people and this and that. Okay, well, this, um, this type of reasoning to the average person is, okay, yeah, I understand that. But spiritually, remember, um, spiritual things are much more um, important than earthly things. Remember, earthly things, as an earthly person, you can't wrap your head around spiritual things. But the devils understand, well, I'm going to make them um, knock down all these trees. Why would you knock down trees when they help with the air? Why? So people just go, those followers of the devil and the devil's children, they go and they knock down everything. They destroy everything because the devil knows this is um, against the most high's laws, precepts, statutes, and commands. Listen to what the most high just said about trees. If the tree didn't do nothing to you, why are you knocking it down? And people just knock the tree. Oh, I don't want this tree here because it's old or whatever it is. The tree didn't do nothing to you, just like it says in the scriptures. Don't knock no trees down. Remember, everything the most high says, the law, statute, precept, and command, and it doesn't move. Meaning, if I said it today, that means for a lifetime forever, don't do it. That's what it means. That's what people need to understand. It's not, okay, I said this yesterday, or I said it 10 years ago. Okay, I changed my mind. The most high said he doesn't change his mind because he's not human. What I said, I said. That's what you need to understand. Okay, he's the ultimate father. If he said X, Y, and Z, it's X, Y, and Z forever. But the devils, they trick and deceive and delude their children and their followers into um, breaking the most high's laws. Yeah. So think of today. Why is the air quality so bad? Because trees are being knocked down at a terrifying rate. And trees soak up carbon monoxide. Okay. What we breathe out, that's what trees breathe in. We need each other. Understand it. Excuse me, carbon dioxide. Sorry. Monoxide is that poison. Anyway, verse 20 in our Amplified. Only the trees which you know are not fruit trees shall you destroy and cut down um, children of Israel while you go into war. Okay. Only because you go into war so that you may build. I already told you, seize works, which is the wall against the city that is making war with you until it fails. As you can see in verse 20 was definitely different um, in the Amplified than it was in the Sefa. I already told you words change. Now, I'm going to need you guys to um, pick up the next link. I don't want to start uh, verse 21 and it's going to cut off because it's getting ready to cut off. So I'm gonna go to the next link. I'm gonna send you the um, I'm gonna send you the link, and please um, get the next link. Thanks, Tosh. Now we on um, number three: the explanation of social laws. This is chapters 21 to 26. Now we're no longer on. Um, part two, now we're on part three. So under the explanation of social laws, which is chapters 21, one through 26, 19, 
We have A, B, C, D, and E. We're on A first. The guilt of innocent blood forgiven. That's chapters um, 21, 1 through 9. And it says, If one be found slain in the land which Yah gives unto you to possess, lying in the field, and it be not known who has slain him, then your elders and your judges shall come forth and they shall measure unto the cities which are round about him that is slain. And it shall be that the city which is next unto the slain man, even the elders of the city shall take a heifer, which, and heifer is a, is a female um, cow, which has not been wrought with and which has not drawn in the yoke. Now, let me just keep reading and I'll tell you what it means. And the elders of that city shall bring down the heifer unto the rough valley, which is neither, what is that? Um, east nor sown, is my own writing I'm reading, <laughs> and shall strike off the heifer's neck there in the valley. And the priests, sons of Levi, shall come near for them, Yahuwah your El has chosen to minister unto him and to bless unto the name of Yahuwah. And by their word shall every controversy and every stroke be tied. And the elders of that city that are next unto the same man shall wash their hands over the heifer that is to be headed in the valley. And they shall answer and say, our hands have not shed his blood, neither have our eyes seen it. Be merciful, O Yahuwah, unto your people, Yasharel, whom you have redeemed, and lay not innocent blood unto your people, Israel's charge, and the blood shall be forgiven them. Now, what does all that mean? from one to eight it means oh let me go to nine so shall it so shall you put away the guilt of the innocent blood away from you when you shall do that which is right in the sight of the most high what does that mean it means if somebody find once you in that land and i already told you the most high is giving you all these laws so you could practice this stuff when you get in the land now they didn't go and kill or fight with the surrounding of the surrounding cities, <laughs> then go to the surrounding cities, then um, Canaan, they didn't get there yet. Remember, both sides making sure they have all these laws. And I know that's a lot. It sounds like a whole lot to remember, but they need to remember it. That's number one. And they have the, um, the commands of the most high. So it's not like they're not, um, they don't know these things. It's expected of them and it's not hard for them because the most high is their yah. Remember, Yahshua says in the um, New Testament, if all these things I'm saying to you sounds hard to you or feels like it's too hard, then you're not of my, um, you're not mine. Because only somebody of the devil would say, oh, this stuff is too hard. I ain't doing this stuff. When there's nothing too hard for you. Understand that. That's number one. Number two, 
the most High said, once you get into this land and you find somebody dead, because you're not supposed to be killing nobody. Remember, the most high don't want you killing. Uh, number one, that's a sin. Nobody should be killing nobody. Uh, meditated, premeditated, there should be no murders. That's a law. You already know, and it's a command. There shouldn't be no premeditated uh, murders. If there's accidental murders, then he made those, he told them to make those cities for those people for accidents. But if you're doing this and one day somebody come out and nobody know who killed this person, nobody knows, then you need to make a sacrifice so that the most high know that you're innocent of that blood because whoever kills anybody, remember, this is a law of the most high. When the most high put a law down, he don't care whether it's a sinner, the devil's children, the devil's followers, or even Yasharel or any pagan, if I said don't kill nobody premeditated, I mean what I say. Think about all the people in the world that's killing people for no reason, that's willy-nilly, whether it's slavery, whether it's war, whether it's whatever, for whatever reason. Think about all the people that's doing this and people who's behind it. Do you not think that the Most High is getting ready to get all of them? Don't act like that you um innocent. The Most High is getting everybody. Oh, everybody's getting what they get everybody if the most high brought you forth here and he said he knew you before you was in the womb then he knows who he's gonna get because all this stuff was before the foundation of the world and if you don't believe me then go to the apocalypse of abraham i already uploaded it understand that the most high showed abraham in pictures he showed abraham in pictures and that's the only way he could have showed abraham for abraham to wrap himself wrap his head around what is going to happen in in this time and throughout history that's the only way abraham would have been able to um understand it but he showed our other forefathers in other ways understand that but like i said if if the elders or somebody in the city find a dead body then they have to go to the elders okay because that's the law the elders are the law enforcement they put down the laws along with the levites so what they do, and they find they don't know who did it. They can't find out who did it. Now it's this dead person, and, and they're gonna have to put him in the ground because the most high never wanted no blood spilt on the ground from a human being. No innocent blood spilled. I don't want people to get confused and say, well, they spill the animal's blood. That's different. That's the sacrifice. Human blood. Remember, we're supposed to be made in the image of the most high. Why is the most high's children getting slaughtered? For what reason? If it's not a mistake. That's why he said no killing. That's what people need to understand because I know somebody in the back in the back GED section is going to be thinking, well, this and that, understand. And let me make myself clear. Sacrificing animals is different. Different. They're not human beings, number one. And number two, they sure purer than humans because they don't go around doing all these detestable things like human beings do. Now you understand, since I had to break it down. So if you find this dead body and they don't know who did it, then they have to gather all the law enforcement, which is the elders and the Levites, and they have to sacrifice a heifer, which is a female cow, a heifer that never did no work. It's a pure heifer. It never did work. It never plowed the field. It never did anything. It's pure. They have to dedicate that to the most high, sanctify it, dedicate it, and wash their hands in the blood, meaning I didn't do that. Now, I want you to understand this. In the New Testament, that's what um, Pilate, Pontius Pilate, who they said, um, 
hung Yahshua on a tree, Pontius Pilate washed his hands in water and said, I didn't have nothing to do with this. Let it be known. Understand all the nuances that's going on in the Old Testament that's going to go on in the New Testament. Did I not tell you everything works in a circle? Everything works in a circle. Understand that. So this is what the Most High requires them to do. Now we on B, captive women taken to wife. And that's chapter 21, 10 through 14. And it says, when you go in, and I want you to understand um, Deuteronomy 17 and 17, what I mean about wives, having all these wives, there's a reason why the Most High don't want you to have all these wives. There's a reason why you shouldn't, because some people go overboard, number one, the average person who just want all these wives, now they being idolatrous. You don't need all them wives. For what? You can't even handle one. I ain't even going to go into that, but we're going to talk about it later. But like I said, now, we're going to start on verse 10. When you go into, when you go forth to war against your enemies, and Yahuwah Eliohaka has delivered them into your hands, and you have taken them captive, and see among the captives a beautiful woman and have a desire unto her that you would have her to be your woman, verse 12, then you shall bring her home to your house and she shall have her head and her uh, pair her nails and she shall put on the raiment of her captivity from off her yeah, that's what it says. And shall remain in your house and bewail her father and her mother a full month. And after that, you shall go into her and be her man and she shall be your woman. And it shall be, if you have no delight in her, then you shall let her go whither she will, but you shall not sell her at all for money you shall not make merchandise of her because you have humbled her. Ooh, that's a mouthful. I'm going to read it in the Amplified. And it says, verse 10, domestic re um, relations. First of all, I want to tell you, remember the Most High is talking about the surrounding of the surrounding cities. He ain't talking about the Canaanites and the Hittites and all them other ones that I said. Those worship devils. He, you already heard the most I said, kill everything that moves once you get into the, those real lands. Not, um, not while they go into seized lands and they see a woman. Because you're going to see later on. You saw in the Levites and stuff when they was coming out and they was fighting around um, Balak and Balaam, how they were sending whores in there and they was making um, the children of Israel do things. It's always the men that fall to the nonsense. It's always the men that fall to the nonsense. And that's what the Most High is saying. If you find a woman and you tan up stuff in the surrounding of the surrounding cities, that means out of the surrounding cities that you're supposed to be seeing because you have to go in first and other people going to come. It's like playing a video game. You got to kill the little devils before you get to the real big devil. So that's what the Most High is saying. When you go to the surrounding of the surrounding, when you first start marching in their surrounding cities that want to fight you, 
if they don't want to fight, you know, because they see in all this war, then they're going to get all amped up. If they don't want to fight, then they're going to be tributary. You bless it, you have peace with them, and not bless it, but you know, you have peace with them and just let them, you know, well, you're going to be paying us rent or whatever, and then keep moving. The goal is to get into Canaan and tear Canaan up. And obviously, before you get to Canaan, you got to go to other cities. Just like if you go to New York, whatever direction you come to, you got to go to other cities to get to New York. Whether you're flying, you're taking a bus, you're taking a plane, you're taking walking. You got to go through other cities, towns, and municipalities. That's what the Most High is saying. So if you find some young woman that you want, let me read it in the Amplify, and then it'll it'll tell you. Okay. Um, starting at 10. When you go out to battle against your enemies and the most high your Elohim gives hand, hands them over to you to lead them away captive and you see a beautiful woman among the captives and desire her and would take her as your wife, then you shall bring her home to your house and you shall shave her head and trim her nails in preparation for mourning her parents because you, you didn't kill them. She shall take off the clothes of her captivity and remain in your house and weep, mourn for her father and her mother for a full month. After that, you may go into her and be her husband. What does go into her mean? Have sexual relations with her. That's what it means. You're going to hear that a lot. Understand that. And she shall be your wife. But if, but it shall be that if you have no delight and take no pleasure in her, then you shall let her go wherever she wants. You shall certainly not sell her for money. You shall not deal with her as a slave or mistreat her because you have humbled her by a forced, forced marriage. Understand that. Now we on C, inheritance and rights of the firstborn. This is important. I need you to understand about the firstborn. It's very important. This is chapter 21, 15 through 17. And it says, if a man have two women, remember, if a man have two women, one beloved, another one hated, and they have borne him children, both the beloved and the hated. And if the firstborn son be hers that was hated, then it shall be when he makes his sons to inherit that which he has that he may not make the son of the beloved firstborn before the son of the hated, which is indeed the firstborn. But he shall acknowledge the son of the hated for the firstborn by giving him a double portion of all that he has, for he is the beginning of his strength. The right of his firstborn is his. And I'm gonna read it from the um, Amplified. And it says, If a man has two wives, one, one he loves and the other one he doesn't love, and both are loved, both the loved and the unloved have borne him sons, and the firstborn son belongs to the unloved wife, then on the day when he wills his possessions, that means he's going to bequeath his possessions before he die, to his sons, he cannot treat the son of his loved wife as the firstborn in place of the son of the unloved wife, the actual firstborn. Instead, he shall acknowledge the son of the unloved wife as the firstborn by giving him a double portion 
of all that he has, for he was the beginning of his strength, his generative power. To him that belongs the right of the firstborn. I'm going to break it down even easier for y'all because you may not get it. The firstborn gets a double portion of everything. You notice this in Abraham. Okay. Abraham gave Isaac everything, even though he had Ishmael first. Ishmael was the son of the woman in bondage. Um, Sarah had the child of promise. Even though Abraham loved Sarah, Sarah was the one who gave um, Abraham Agar, Hagar, whatever her name is. He gave, she gave him that. He didn't turn around and say, oh, I'm getting ready to get this woman. I'm going to do this on my own. If you notice, all of the forefathers in the Old Testament, they didn't just grab wives for themselves. It's always their wives who's giving somebody some, um, giving the handmaidens or the slaves, they call it, is really handmaidens. They're giving them their servants to have kids with. The women are doing this. The men's not doing it. The women are doing it. Now, sometimes the men will have two wives or whatever it is, like we just read. One of them wives is going to be loved more than the other one. So that's what they mean when they say the unloved. He loves her too, but he ain't love her more than the other one. Just like uh, Yaakov, who they call Jacob, with uh, Leah and, um, what's Leah's sister's name? Um, I forgot, Leah and uh, the other sister. He loved the other sister more than Leah. As a matter of fact, their father tricked Yaakov, okay? Because um, Leah, Rach, Rachel, Rachel's supposed to be the, the real wife of, um, <laughs> of Yaakov, but the father said, no, we don't give the younger sister before the older sister. But guess what? They was both twins. So they was <laughs> minutes apart. <laughs> So he said, okay, I'll work the 14, first of seven years you're supposed to get for Leah. Then, you know, when it was supposed to be time to marry Leah, and this is in the book of Jasper, they tricked him. And he woke up in the bed, excuse me, uh, Rachel. He's supposed to have Rachel. He woke up in the bed with Leah. And they said Leah was tender-eyed, meaning she wasn't as cute as Rachel. Okay, <laughs> so understand that. If you have two wives, not more than all these, you know, and you're not turning into an idolatrous, and you got one wife that you love more than the other one, that's what it means, and you have a first son for the one that you don't like as much as the other one, then you're not going to put all everything on the one that you like. Think about the people today. That's what I'm saying. I need you to make a comparison of the people today, because today you're not supposed to have somebody that you love more than the other one especially when it comes down to the kids. If you have the firstborn, the firstborn is supposed to get the double portion. This is for the children of Israel in the Old Testament. Until now, children of Israel, you're supposed to give the, um, the first one a double portion. Okay, before you die, you're supposed to leave them something. Think about what's happening today. And you know, the children of Israel don't got a pot to piss in the window to throw it at them because they don't listen to the most high. So what they give is anybody. But back to what I was saying, <laughs> the average Asherel don't. You're supposed to give the firstborn of whoever you had the baby by, that one. And think of the laws too. Think of the laws now, because a lot of the laws is based on the Bible. Whether the heathens, pagans, strangers, whoever they are, whether they want to know it or not, when they sailed over here with a Bible and a gun, they based many things on the Bible. Think about child support. Anybody who got to pay child support, the first child gets the most. 
17, uh, is it 25%? No, it's 17%. The first child gets 17%. If there's two children, then it's 25%. And then so on and so on, but it'll, it will never exceed maybe 25 to 30%. It will never exceed that. But one child, 17%. Two children, 25%. Okay? So why wouldn't it be more if it's two children? Because the first child gets everything. Understand that. They loosely base these laws in the United States on the Bible. I already told you, the devil rules these people. So he's going and doing stuff against the Bible. And these people, humans... They think they basing everything. Oh, yeah, we're supposed to be basing it. But they have no idea why they're doing the things they do because they're being led by the devil. I'm just saying. But back to what we're saying, the, uh, the first child gets a double portion. Okay, now we're on um, D, treatment of stubborn and rebellious son. 21, 18 to 21. Okay, so if a man has a stubborn and rebellious son which will not obey the voice of his father, or the voice of his mother, and that when they have chastised him, will not hearken unto them, then shall his father and his mother lay hold of him and bring him until the elders of the city and until the gates of the place. And they shall say unto the elders of the city, this our son is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey the voice of his, his he will not obey our voice. He is a glutton and a drunkard. And all the men of his city shall stone him with stones that he die. So shall you put evil away from among you. All of Israel shall hear and fear. Now that sounds pretty harsh, but the punishment does fit the crime. And I'm going to tell you in a minute. Let's go back in the Amplified and start from 18. And it says, if any man has a stubborn and rebellious son, who will not obey the voice of his father or his mother. And when they reprimand and discipline him, he will not listen to them. I'm gonna tell you about that in a minute. Then his father and his mother shall take hold of him and bring him out into the elders of the city at the gateway of his hometown. They shall say to the elders of the city, this son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey us. He is a glutton and a drunkard. Then all the men of the city shall stone him to death. So you shall remove the evil from among you and all Israel shall hear of it and be afraid. Now, why is that important and significant? Simply because one of the laws, the commands, that's on the 10 commandments, is obey your mother and your father. It also says when we keep moving on, obey your mother and your father. And I believe this is in Psalms. Let your days be long on this earth. If you don't listen to them, those are the ones that rear you. Those are the ones that the most high blessed you to have. Then what good are you? If you're not listening to, just think about today's relationships. You got an issue with your mother and or your father. Are you going to be healthy enough to have a relationship with somebody? Your foundation is already broken. I told you I'm going to talk about relationships later. Your foundation is broken. When you, your first love is your mother and your father for a male and a female. And I ain't gonna keep, I ain't gonna get too deep in this. But when that when that foundation that's supposed to be sound is broken, how are you having other relationships? You already have a lack. So being that they getting ready to stop that right in the bud, they gonna they gonna nix that in the bud 
the children of Israel. The Most High said, I want that nicked in the butt. Because later on in the New Testament, especially in Revelation, it says that menstruous women will give birth to monsters. What does that mean? It means women without their husbands, it ain't gonna be no husband, it's just gonna be some women that's pregnant is gonna give birth to somebody who's gonna be a delinquent. That's what it means. Understand what these words mean. Understand what these scriptures mean. So in the beginning, the most I said, oh, you're going to put a stop to it. And you're going to discipline your son. What does that mean? You're going to whoop his behind. That's what you're going to do. Okay? All in through infusing the scriptures, the most High saying, whoop your kids. What does the devil say today? Oh, let your kids do whatever they want to. Give them a timeout. Just keep talking to them until they go around killing everybody with an AK-47. Just saying. And then nothing happened to them. I already told you the devil is influencing the powers that be. I already told you the devil fools the world in every way. The people behind, not people, but the, the spirits behind the scenes is the one that's pulling the strings. Understand that. So the most high in the beginning, do the right, which is the fifth book. He's telling you to put it to bed so that all the rest of the kids could see that we're not playing with y'all. But look at today. Kids is beating up their parents, doing all this stuff. Is that not against the word of the most high? And this is the pagans. And the children of Israel is following right behind them thinking it's, it's good. I already told you the most high said in the last days, this is in 4 Ezra, they're going to take evil for good and good for evil. It's also in the New Testament. Child, think about what's happening today. That's why I got to keep comparing what happened back then to what's happening today. All hell is breaking loose today, and people think it's wonderful and great. Now I'm on um, E, which is punishment by hanging. All right, and just, just for the last little point of that, yes, the Most High said discipline your child. Yes, because he disciplines his children. And what do the children go through? What do people go through? They go through a whole bunch of hard trials. They go through pain. They go through everything on this earth. The most high is doing that. Nine times out of 10, that's what the most high is doing. He's either allowing it or doing it. And he says, I discipline my children. Because if I didn't discipline you, then I'm not your father. You're a bastard. Oh, yeah. The scriptures say that. Just like that. So the worst thing, like I said, the worst thing somebody could do is leave you to your own devices. And it grows so wickedly that you're going to either really get it from on earth or you're going to get it real bad when you die. And it just is what it is. This is the Lord's. Nobody can't change that. Now, like I said, punishment by hanging, which is the last uh, verse, uh, excuse me, chapter 21, verse 22 and 23. And it says, I'm going to read it from uh, the Sifa and the King, I mean, and the Amplified because it's kind of confusing on the Sifa. And it says, if a man have committed a sin worthy of death and he be to be put to death and you hang him on a tree, listen to what I'm saying. His body shall not remain all night upon the tree, but you shall in any wise bury him that day. For he that is hanged is accursed of your Elohim that you that your land be not defiled, which Yahuwah, your Eliohaka, gives you for an inheritance. Now, understand that everything the Most High says, a law, statute, precept, a command, it doesn't move. That means 
in biblical days, he said it. And today's times, it's still a law. The most High said heaven and earth will pass away, but not my laws. What does that mean? All hell could break loose. His laws ain't moving. They ain't moving. Even Yahshua said, I came to fulfill the law, not get rid of the law. Understand that. And he did come to fulfill the law, which means the law is still here. Now, and people going to be uh, judged by the law. There's some people that's not going to be judged by the law. That's the pagans. And then there's people, which is the second flock. Understand that because all pagans not going. They're going, you already know, they're going to be destroyed. And the children will be, the children of the most, I mean, the children of the most high, who is Yasharel, they will be judged by the law, strictly by the law. 613 laws, 10 commandments, all the statutes and the precepts. The most high is going to be doing that. Mm -hmm. And the lawless people who not listening to the law, they either going to be destroyed or the second flock will be um, judged according to um, the grace of the most high and um, still laws because don't kill, go for everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not going to be as stringent as the children of Israel because the most high walked with the children of Israel in the beginning and they never listened. So they will be judged by them. Okay. Um, Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, okay. I'm going to read 22 and 23 from the Amplified. If a man has a, a committed sin worthy of death and he put and he's put to death afterward, you hang him on a tree as a public example. His body shall not hang all night on the tree, but you shall certainly bury him the same day for he who is hanged is cursed by the Most High so that you will not defile the land which the Most High, your Elohim, gives you as an inheritance. Now, why is that important? Number one, it's important because the people's going to be hanged by a tree. They ain't going to be on no cross. Understand that. You see how things get um, convoluted? He's going to be on a tree hanged on a tree who was hanging on a tree yeshua and then it says in 23 don't leave them all night because you're going to curse the land did they leave yeshua all night no everything works in a circle yeshua was hung on a tree he was not on no cross where'd the cross come from the devil uh religion dogma i already told you the devil's behind the scenes pulling the strings no no cross a cross means something else in pagan okay yeshua was hung on a tree it says that here okay and the most high said i don't want um i don't want nobody overnight either and they took him down when yeshua walked this earth everything that was prophesied yeshua fulfilled to the letter understand that everything works in a circle I'm pointing out the things that's going to happen later on in the New Testament. I just want y'all to know. So that is the end of um, chapters 20 and 21. Next week, we got chapters um, 22 and 23. We are moving steadily through this. And then we could go to Joshua, which is Yeshua. If you have any questions um, or comments or concerns, you can email me at um, cliffnote. Q and A, letter Q, letter N, letter A at yahoo.com. You can also upload a question at Spotify or Anchor, and um, I will get back to you 
if you want me to answer it um, on the air, I could do that. If you want me to just um, answer the question between me and you, I could do that too. Again, the um, Seed for Bible giveaway will be announced June 18, which is in two weeks. Hurry up, get your, um, your uh, entries in so I can announce the women and you can one winner and you can have this wonderful Bible and it is wonderful. I mean, wonderful. So that you can get to know the most high for yourself. Like I said, the reason why I do these lessons is so that you'll have the zeal for the most high that you want to be with him. Because remember, when Yahshua stepped his, his foot down here, all hell's going to break loose. We are in the last part of the book. We don't know which part we are in the last part. But if you start listening to those uploads that I said, remember the Most High said in the um, Apocalypse of Abraham, there's going to be 10 plagues before the end is near. We are in one of the plagues right now. We're in a pandemic. That's one of the plagues. Then later on, food, food is being scarce. That's another plague. Then war all over. That's another plague. Understand what these are. Those 10 plagues at first was in Mizraim so that the Pharaoh could let the children go. Now it's going to be 10 plagues um, now in this day because we are in the end of the book. We just don't know where in the 6,000 years we end. Understand that, okay? Let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. It's going to get worse, people. I need y'all to understand that, and I need you to focus while we continue to move forward in these scriptures, and I continue to give you information about end times. I want to thank you for being here, and enjoy your day, and with that, I will say until next time. Hi, we have a new email address and it's cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. Cliffnote, one word, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. You can send me questions, comments, concerns, or even let me know how I'm doing. Thank you. If you like what you're hearing, please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening.